Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I am super delighted to have one of my Christian Health Club members as a guest on the podcast today. Let me give you a little background to set this up. So Glinda reached out to me this past summer to schedule a one-on-one consultation. I am only currently taking Christian Health Club members as clients, but she had had a sudden onset of collagenous colitis I will let her share more of that story with you as we go on here. But she was in a bit of a crisis mode, needed some help. When we talked during that consultation, she made it a point to thank me for this podcast and tell me that she had a list of the top 10 things that she had learned just from listening and had implemented successfully before ever joining the club. And that just, it made my heart so happy to hear. And I was like, well, well, what were they? (laughs) I wanted to know. And I wanted to know what she found helpful. So she said, I'll send you a list over. I said, perfect. Do that, please. But before she sent that list, I reached back out and I said, you know, listen, I would love to have you on the podcast to share what was helpful for you. Because if it's helpful for you, it's going to help other people too. So She graciously agreed, and she's here today to talk about the top takeaways that were most impactful for her. There was also something she shared at the very end of our consultation that made me know that God was using her as an angel messenger for me, and so we will talk about that as well. I am so happy to welcome Glenda Kinkle to the Christian Health Club podcast. Welcome, Glenda. Hello, and thank you so much. I, I, I was saying earlier, I'm just, I feel so excited to be able to use this opportunity to affirm all the great work that you do. And that's that's really how this kind of all started for me, is that I really wanted you to know just the impact that you have. And I really, I consider it a ministry, and you inspire people, and you certainly have inspired me, and I'm excited to be able to share that today. I'm so, so grateful and humbled. Thank you so very much. Let's get started by just hearing more about you. Kind of give the audience a sense of who you are and just more about you. Well, let's see. I am married, been married a very, very long time. Only only recently retired, just this last summer. And I had been in my career for over 42 years, so it was actually very difficult to in my mind to retire, right? Like it was it was hard to let go. 
But my husband and I live in a little beautiful town called Soddy Daisy, Tennessee. And we love it here. We unfortunately don't have, you know, a lot of family here, but we have a great community. We have wonderful neighbors, a great church community and see our family as often as we can. And we travel a lot, but, you know, we're just at that place where life is really good. It's actually why so many of the things that I was able to implement have really, have really benefited that life. Because when you start to retire and think about all the things you still want to do with your life, you got to be physically uh, able to do them. And so that's been a strong motivation is making sure that as we age, that we are healthy and maintain our mobility and just our physical ability to enjoy, you know, our retirement. Absolutely. How long have you been listening to the podcast? So the the podcast, actually, we're coming up on just over a year. It was only a year, just about a year and four months ago that I started listening to it. It's kind of a funny story. I think this is important, um, you know, to realize the, the the widespread of how this, how your work spreads, I, sh- I guess I should say, is I, last year, I was leading a small group at church, and we were going through Proverbs. And there's a verse in Proverbs that talks about, you know, being disciplined and how if, you know, as our bodies age. And so my my group of ladies all tend to be, you know, similar in age to I, I am, I'll say 50s, 60s, 70s. And we start talking about how we wish our, we you know, had taken better care of ourselves when we were younger. And what do we do about that now? And one of the ladies, Miss Janice in our group, she said, well, you know, I listened to this podcast called the Christian Health Club. And she talked about Chelsea and all the great things that Chelsea talks about, about how to take care of yourself and can makes great connections to the Bible. And I was so like fascinated. I'm like, that sounds wonderful. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I need something to listen to while I'm at the gym. I'm going to check it out. And so that was late spring of last year. I started listening to your podcast and I was really, I mean, I I was very inspiring and and it was a lot of information too, right? I was starting to try to take it all in and I just got into it. And then you took the summer off, like you take a break in the summer. And so I took that opportunity to play catch up. And so all last summer, I just plowed through all of the previous podcasts and not any certain order, really. I just kind of jumped around and that's just really, that's my podcast journey, just how I jumped into it. Oh, that's so fun to hear. Oh, that's that's so nice to hear too. Wow. I didn't realize it had been that recent. Mm-hmm. You really you really did some podcast binging. <laughs> I did. I really did. <laughs> well, when you said you were taking the summer off, I was like, oh no, I'm just starting to try to figure out what's going on. And then I was like, oh yeah, I have all these old old podcasts, you know, like from the beginning I can listen to. Oh, that's so great. And okay. How long have you been a member of the Christian Health Club? Just this last spring. Yeah. I just joined last spring. I, I had started with, you know, I joined Feast to Fast. I was very intrigued. I'd been hearing about Feast to Fast through all of those previous podcasts and I thought, well, I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like, you know, still working full time. And I didn't know if I would have time to really take advantage of it. So I did Feast to Fast. And of course, once I got into Feast to Fast, I was like, oh, I should have just joined to begin with, right? Because you once you have access to all those great resources and everything that's in there, I was like, I can't give this up. <laughs> I don't want to be shut down and shut off. And so immediately, as soon as that was done, I, I joined because I just, I wanted to keep going and be able to participate in all the other upcoming programs that, that were happening. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, let's jump in to your top 10 
things that you found most impactful and helpful. And so let's just start with number one and I'll let you take it away. Okay, great. So as I said, you know, there was a lot of, I started last year and then I binged on a lot of different podcasts. And so there were different ones. You would mention certain things and the one, the, I would say the first, the first and foremost that what can start to happen is that it can feel very overwhelming. Like I started to get the sense of, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything wrong. I thought I was doing all the right things. I thought I was making healthy choices. And then I, it was a little overwhelming. Like, I don't think I can fix all this. And one thing that you, you emphasized in several podcasts is, you know, pick one thing, you know, think about the things that, you know, either you do to your body, with your body, put in your body, what are those things you're doing daily? And so that was really like the easiest way for me to start to approach making changes in not only my life, but my family's life, because I, you know, prepare the food in our house. And so the first one I would definitely give number one of my top 10 was I listened to the PUFA podcast, which was all about the bad oils. And I kind of did have a sense that some oils were bad, but that was huge eye-opening, you know, just the, it really scared me when I thought about not just the oil I use to cook specifically or to marinate something, but really how all of those oils are in everything else, like a lot of packaged foods and things like that. And so that, that was a huge change. I shared that podcast with so many people. I remember calling my daughter, my daughter cooked almost exclusively with grapeseed oil. And I sent her that podcast. I'm like, please, I begged her to listen to it. Please listen to this. Stop using the grapeseed oil. And it was funny, a couple months later, she goes, well, you know, mom, you told me to quit using that oil. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I was so glad to hear that she had made that change. And but what I, what I noticed for ourselves physically from that, eliminating the, the vegetable oil, canola oils, all of those things, was just the, the reduction in inflammation. Like we're getting to that age where we just have natural aches and pains. And it just kind of, it started to calm all of that down. And so it was a big change we made. But I highly recommend that I keep, I'll send that to people. And I made my husband sit down like, okay, I don't, you don't want to listen to all of it, but you have to listen to this one. And I'll listen to it several times because there's a lot of information, a lot of te technical information in there. And I think it is helpful to, to listen to it and then make some changes and go back and listen to it again and think about, uh, you know, where the, that stuff also might be hidden. And that's one thing I want to share is that there's a lot of information in your podcast. This is what I love about it. All your podcasts, it's it's free. I mean, it is there's there's so much information and so many great resources and you have the links to everything that while it like I said it it the first time I hear something am I like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense" or "Yeah, I probably need to think about that" or maybe I didn't really understand how to implement change right away. But you'll you'll frequently refer to concepts over the course of a year, and you know the second or third time you mention it, you'll just say it a different way, or I'll be at a different place in my life, and I'm like, oh yes, that's right, I need to fix that, I need to change that, and so that's really kind of how my changes started to happen, as I would sometimes adhere to second or third time. But one thing I'll go to number two was you talked about intermittent fasting. And I didn't really know what that was. Like I, like most people, you hear fasting and you're like, no food or water for days. And so, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of buzz around intermittent fasting. I didn't really know what it was. And when I listened to several of your podcasts from different 
you've mentioned it and other guests that you have on have mentioned it. I was like, oh, that's just like having a shorter eating window. And I definitely did not have a short eating window, which I'll talk to about in another change I made. But it's like, okay, I can do that. Like I can, I started with, I'm going to stop eating. I'm going to eat anything after eight o'clock and I'm not going to eat anything again until eight in the morning. And I didn't realize before that, you know, having a late snack or, you know, having cream in my coffee or grabbing a banana on the way to the gym, although those things would be breaking my fast. And so I started to think about, okay, well, like, you know, what would that look like? And so I made that change and it actually kind of started to lead to, it actually opened the window for other changes to be more effective. So I'll move on to number three, which was stopping the stack, the snacking. The, the intermittent fasting meant that I could no longer, you know, eat up right until I went to sleep. I mean, I literally would be sitting watching TV, you know, before bed or reading before bed. And I would be sitting there with a bowl of fruit. My husband's like, did you make it like a whole fruit salad? And I'm like, well, it's good for me. Right. So I got, might have some strawberries and some blueberries and some orange and some cheese and, you know, but I hear I was like be eating this huge amount of food right before going to bed or, and then wonder why I would fall asleep right away, but then wake up within two hours and not be able to go back to sleep. And so when I, once I stopped the snacking, I was then able to move on to number four, which was get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Like I never, you know, before I stopped the snacking, I probably only slept six hours of a night. And I, I, while I know eight hours of sleep is important, you've, I've heard this my whole life, but I was like, that's everybody else. That's not me. I, I, I can't sleep that long. I'm a night owl. I got to be up. I could go to sleep at midnight or one o'clock and get up at six. Yeah, I was tired and dragging through the day, but you know, I just figured I'd always assumed I was one of those people that didn't need that much sleep until I actually experienced that whole seven to nine hours of restful sleep because now that I'm not eating right before I go to bed, I'm, I've, it's been actually several hours since I've had food. Now I just sleep like a rock and I sleep eight hours. You know, I don't, I don't wake up. And if I do wake up because they have to use a restroom or something quick, a sip of water maybe, or I hear the dog, you know, snoring, whatever. I go right back to sleep. And that was never the case. I used to wake up two, three o'clock in the morning and feel hungry and be like, oh, well, I must be hungry. I probably won't be able to go back to sleep unless I go have a snack. So I would get up and I'd be in the kitchen or microwaving something or whatever. I was always like, what were you doing? And I was like, well, I was hungry. I don't wake up hungry and I sleep all night. And now I get up no problem. I feel very rested. I feel rested throughout the day. And come, you know, the sun starts going down. So does Glenda. I mean, like I start feeling so sleepy. (laughs) The sun starts going down and so does Glenda. That's right. Like So does Chelsea. (laughs) Exactly. I tell my husband, like, he's laughing at me. He's like, you used to be up until midnight or one o'clock. Now you're going to sleep, but you're like ready to head, start heading that direction at nine o'clock. I'm like, I just can't keep my eyes open. Like I got to get to sleep. So, um, then of course, you know, I'm probably the typical dieter where if I move on to number five, I used to 
always believe, you know, I'm going to eliminate the sugar, right? Sugar's bad. You're, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, let's have drink diet soda or artificial sweetener. I gave up diet soda a while back, but I would use a lot of artificial sweetener and like iced tea thinking, okay, well, that's better for me. And I, I realized that that's a chemical, you know, and I, I, again, I'm looking at those things of what is things I do every day that, that Chelsea talks about in her podcast that incrementally make changes and start with the changes that can have the biggest impact. So what is it that Glenda does to her body every day? Well, I was drinking iced tea every day with artificial sweetener. And I said, okay, well, I just, I don't like tea without it. So I'm just not going to drink tea. Or if I'm going to have tea, I'll just use the real sugar. But I just started drinking more water. And I really enjoy, in fact, I'll have cold water uh, in the warmer months. I like, I'll just pour myself some hot water and put a little lemon in it. I'm just content to have water. And what I realized by drinking more water, it, it just helps everything else. And so now I think about water as like my go-to. I have a headache, I drink water. I feel hungry, I drink water. I have feel like anxious about something, I'm going to sit down and drink some water. It's like my go-to for everything. And then we'll sort it out from there if, if you know, I feel like I need something else. But it's always going to start with water. I love that. That is such a good practice. And I do that with my kids a lot too. I'm like, yeah, you know, I have a headache or whatever it is. I'm like, have you had enough water? And I just, I think people just don't realize that they do not get enough water. Yeah. But- and you, you speak about that a lot. I mean, there's, I know you've had some of your like super highly pre- trained guests that will say, show me a person that has this and I'll tell you they're dehydrated. Right. And it's, it's like, it's so true. There's so much that you don't, that I didn't realize, you know, how my skin felt, how my hair felt. I don't know, just every function in the body. I think, you know, the the one podcast you did where you talked about that the earth was six, I think you said 65 or 80% water. And we mirror that I'm like that that was a big one for me. Cause I was like, that is so true because the biggest part of my body is water. And yet I was, was previously drinking very little water, probably less than 10 ounces a day of pure water. Wow. Yeah. So that's a huge change. I know. I love that when we think about that parallel between how much water we have and the earth and the fact that most of the earth's water is salty. And so ours is our water is supposed to be salty inside of our body too. We need that salt. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Okay, cool. So that's number... That was number five. Number five. Okay. So as again, which is funny when I put this list together, I'm like, all of these just really build on each other. Like one leads to the other. And I think that's what I would tell people is start where it makes the most sense for you. And what you'll find is that each one, each change you make either inspires you to continue or it builds on now I'm ready to make the next change and the next change. So all of these, I really just felt like were stair steps to getting to a better place. So number six was because of the water, I know you, you've mentioned it and a couple times about not jumping out of bed and slamming the coffee <laughs> before, you know, well, I, my typical day was get up early. I'd go to the gym multiple times a week, but I started like I, before I even had my gym shoes on, I was sucking down the coffee and you know previously was with like a, a sweetened creamer you know I did move I changed that to adding uh, coconut oil it was like okay I'm, it's healthy 
But the reality was that was the first thing I was consuming in the morning. And so I switched that to having 10 ounces of water with lemon juice and or salt. I've added salt as well, which it's not as bad as it sounds, honestly. It's like, oh, yeah, I could do this. And I almost like don't give myself permission to have coffee until I've consumed the water. And so I now have the water. I go to the gym, which I always I drink water at the gym. And then the coffee is the reward after the gym. And what I found is that was really easy to do. It was really just a habit that I was in. And it was in my mindset that I couldn't, couldn't have the, what I, need, what I needed to go to the gym unless I had the coffee. And it was just, this is a lie. I was just telling myself a lie. <laughs> well, I think a lot of us do that. And so much of it is mind shift change. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're, I'm so glad you're talking about that. That is, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. What's next? Number seven. So you, I didn't, so it's about collagen. I listened to the Yonder podcast and I never really knew about collagen. I didn't, I mean, I've heard about it. I was like, I don't, I don't know why people take it or do it. And there's a million, million, million collagen things out there. Like there's just so much, but I was so impressed with this about it being organic and really, truly understanding. It's not just taking collagen. It's taking collagen that truly is going to have real benefits. And so I ordered the collagen. I started taking it every day. And I remember asking, hey, well, okay, how how am I going to know it's working? And a lot of people said, well, you know, they'll know when you stop taking it because but I really, really noticed the difference was like hair, skin, and nails. Like I, I started to feel, have less sort of like dry skin. My hair, you know, was just seemed healthier. My nails grew better. But it's just something that I could do every day. And now I'm doing something that's good for what's going on inside of my body. And so I just, I did do the no flavor, just added a half a scoop of it to my coffee, drink it down. I was excited that it actually counted towards some of the protein when I was trying to get more protein in. And I, I was, you know, so impressed with it that I actually, I ordered it for my daughter and she was having a lot of trouble with her hair. She's like, oh my gosh, my mom, my hair is falling out. So I ordered it for her and she called me recently. She's like, mom, I'm out of, I'm out of the college. And I'm like, I'll get you some more. <laughs> so I've got her taking it too. Cause I just, you know, it's like I said, what it's doing the little things that, you know, we're going to make a difference every day. Right. And you can see, you can see those outer things happening, right? Like your hair and your skin and nails and you know, maybe what you can't see is what it's doing on the inside, but, but it is, and it's doing great things on the inside. So I love that. What a lucky daughter. You've got a lucky daughter to share all these things with her. At least she, you know what? She's at a place in her life where she listens, right? That's, that's, she's an adult as well. So it's nice. Like she, she's probably like, that's why I said my kids are, I'm always like telling them something I learned. Right. And they, they tease me all the time. They're like, oh my God, our mother's in her sixties and she's turning into a hippie because my son will see me standing out in the backyard with my feet in the grass, looking up at the sun. Like what is mom out there doing? It's just crazy. <laughs> and I'm always like, you got to do this. You got to try this. You know, you got to think about this. They think I've lost my mind, but you know, they're listening. So that's half the battle, right? Get them to listen. Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of families think that their people have lost their mind when they, we start doing some of these things, but I, you know, but this is what I love is because, yes, they're listening, they're observing. Maybe they think it's mm-hmm. some of it's crazy right now, but that doesn't mean down the road they won't be right there joining you. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So what's next? So number eight is, again, coming back to what do you do daily? Well, you know, I mentioned the coffee. I love coffee. I would have two cups a day. I've been using a K-cup for at least a decade. 
And I was like, okay, so in my heart of hearts, like seriously, Glenda, you know, you're getting your coffee by this steamed plastic thing, you know, this probably can't be good for you. And so I switched to the little stainless um, coffee holder. So I still use my Keurig, but I put my own coffee in that. And so I'm not, you know, consuming coffee that is coming out of all this like burnt up plastic. And knowing that I have two cups a day, every day of my life, you know, I know somewhere this is making a big difference. It's definitely more economical too, because, you know, it's cheaper. I wish I would have, you know, it's like... As with all of these things, you know, there's, there can be a lot of, I'll say you feel guilt to like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for 10 years. You know, I wish I'd done this sooner. That's one thing I really appreciate about and why I feel like your, your work is such a ministry is that you constantly keep talking about grace and forgiveness. And, you know, our creator, God modeled this for us. He gives us extensive amounts of grace and forgiveness. And we need to understand that we need to do that for ourselves. And so that's where some of these things, you know, I just had to say, you know, thank goodness I've, I've able to make changes now and hopefully inspire other people to make the same kinds of changes in their life that are, they'll have lasting effect and just forgive yourself for just not knowing or, you know, not understanding that, you know, giving into our culture or the things that society tells us to do or what the commercials on TV tell us to eat or what the fad diet tells you to do, that, that those things are really not always in your best interest, but that God had a perfect plan. And he yeah. tells us in the Bible how he wants us to live. Absolutely. I think the K-cups is a hard one for people because, I mean, they are so convenient and, mm-hmm. and, you know, but I also think of the impact on the earth, you know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about just being good stewards of our bodies and the earth. And, and so, yes, I know some people may not be ready to let that go and that's okay, but it's planting the seed here. And again, like, I think you just get to these when you're ready, you know, I'm so, which I'm so glad you're emphasizing that. I'm so glad you're emphasizing that, you know, you have to hear it several times. I mean, I think that's very common. You can hear it the first time and be like, I'm not ready to go there. Hear it a little bit more make a change here, make a change there. And that's what this is about. This is not like, okay, I being overwhelmed and I have to do all of these things right now today. And, you know, I'm doing horrible, not at all. And so I think you're just a, a, a wonderful example of this. I'm so happy that you're here and you're doing this. This is, this is really great for people to hear. Okay. So what is the next thing? Oh, I was going to tell you, so everyone in my family who drinks coffee, they're getting their own little stainless K-cup in their, in their stocking. <gasps> oh, from <Santa>. <laughs> that <laughs> is so great. I mean, and yeah. that's a good option right there, right? And it, yeah, it is so, so much easy. more economical. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's so easy too. Oh, that's All so right. Great. So number nine, oh my gosh, this is probably one of my most favorite is Sue Becker and the Bread Podcast. I cannot tell you, this is the one that I have sent to the most people because I, you know what, as typical dieter, bread was always the the enemy, you know, bread, bread was bad. And I love bread, all forms of bread. And so I was always eat, eat bread with a lot of guilt. And, but yet knew, like I literally, I'd be the first to tell you, man, something's going on with gluten. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel good. I feel I definitely, my husband would say the same thing. Gosh, when I eat bread, I just, my hands get puffy. I get my knees hurt. And I just thought, 
you know, bread's bad for you. And I really appreciated her perspective on the science behind wheat. And yeah, the the Bible talks all the time about wheat. And I just couldn't figure out, well, like, why was it good for them? And it's bad for us. And it all came down to the processing. So after hearing her podcast, I ordered everything. I got the mill, I got the bread machine, I got everything. And I, you know, I just jumped right in. And now I'm like such a huge advocate for this whole make your own bread, make your own flour things. I make bread and take it to the ladies in my small group on Sunday. I give away free bread to people. I make chocolate chip cookies and take it to different meetings and I always tell them, hey, this is good for you. You know, it's these are healthy and make muffins. It's fun to do. I really, it's just so easy to do. I don't, I actually don't bake the bread in my bread machine. I, what I do is I mix it. I buy the wheat berries. We, we're lucky enough here near Chattanooga, we have a co-op. So soup, soup, I get, can get most of my stuff right from Becker's Bread in Georgia. And I make the dough in the bread machine and then I separate it out and I either make my little hamburger rolls or I make little one pound loaves of bread and it is so, so yummy, yummy, yummy. It's just, it's so different. Like I have a different relationship with bread now. One thing I will say too, because you know, with other kinds of bread, you could eat a lot of it and while you enjoy it and then you think it tastes good and you have to eat a lot of it to be satisfied. What I've really appreciated about the making the bread this way is that one slice of toasted bread with my breakfast in the morning with some good butter, it's just so satisfying. It just feels so good. It's, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I love it. But I'm on my, always on my soapbox about this bread situation. And I'm sharing it with everybody that I know. I'm like, you got to listen to these podcasts. And I have my own little like personal bread ministry. <laughs> I love it. Isn't it, so, isn't it just like it's so much freedom to be like I'm eating bread on purpose because yes. it's good for me. Good it for is me. just the biggest mind mm. switch, and I feel the same way. It has been it has been such a blessing, and I'm doing the same thing that you're doing. Where I, I didn't start out doing that way, but letting the bread machine mix the dough, kind of have it let its first rise be in there, and then take it out after the dough cycle. And then splitting it into two and making two loaves. Or sometimes I've made like the hamburger buns and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it is it is just such a joy. And I, I think it's intimidating for people because there's kind of a lot of expense on the front hand on the front end. And it sounds intimidating, like, oh my gosh, I have to get a mill and I gotta get a red machine. And it sounds like it's gonna take so much time and energy. And a little bit on the front end, just kind of getting it and figuring out what to do. But after that, it is just it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And banana so nut bread. Oh my gosh. Banana nut bread is so good. <laughs> you make me hungry just talking about it. I know. Now I know. I want some. But I agree with you too. It is it is very satisfying. And I think that just it goes back, you know, biblically and just, you know, Jesus called himself the bread of life and just mm-hmm. he is filling, he is satisfying, you know, he will fill our needs. And so it has just been just the spiritual experience in the food, which is, has been really neat. So I, I'm so glad that this made such an impact on you and you went all in and you're able to talk about it and, and you're spreading the information, which is, which is wonderful. Love it. I've actually invited people to come over like, oh. Hey, I'll come and I'll show you. Oh, that's you good. Know, yes. Come see. You know, it's like, not that hard. 
Because I was failing miserably at hamburger buns. I was terrible. I they, they were a disaster. I don't know. It was me. It was totally me. And a lady in my quilt guild, she said, well, I make hamburger buns all the time. She also uses the whole Becker process. So I said, she said, come over, I'll show you. And all I did had to do was like, watch what she did. I'm like, oh, that's so easy. Why didn't I know that? And so now they come out perfect. It was like, okay. What did she so, do? What was the secret? What was, it was the difference? It was just about me- measuring the little, the little, you know, 3.5 ounces of dough per bun, 12 buns. You know, it, it was just like, oh, that's so easy. That's so perfect. And then doing the egg wash. And I sent you the picture. They came out so beautiful. Oh, that's right. They were. They were beautiful. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a good tip. So if you try to make the buns, maybe look look into yeah. that, measuring it out a little bit more accurately. That's awesome. Okay, yes. are we at number ten? Yeah, number ten. Prioritize protein. Um, you know, I don't know. Most dieting things, you know, they they have you limit your protein. You know, and I I won't say I thought it like I knew protein was good for you, but it was never the mainstay of any meal. It was a small little piece of meat that you allow yourself to have and then half a plate full of vegetables and feel like, oh, okay, I'm eating healthy. And so I probably, I know I was probably getting such a minimal amount of protein and consequently serving my family a very small amount of protein. And now, and, and then the, what goes kind of goes along with that is, you know, fat-free everything, fat-free cottage cheese, fat, fat-free, you know, yogurt, because along with that, being all bad, right? All that's bad is what I believed because I believed what the commercials on TV or, you know, diet programs told you. And with the focus on protein and having the full fat, anything that I would eat, milk, I used to have the skimmest milk, you'd almost see through the milk. And now if I, if I'm going to have any type of a dairy product, it's going to be full fat and just making meat the priority eating the meat for even eating the meat first before I fill up on the vegetables. And it's just such like, it's so funny. You would think I would have assumed that I made that change. I would start gaining weight. And I didn't, I didn't, I was actually more satisfied. And, you know, just over the course of most of these changes in the first part of this year, I really, I easily probably lost 12 to 15 pounds just by making some of these changes. And it's interesting because you would have thought eating full fat of everything and eating a lot more meat that I would have gained weight, but I didn't. So crazy. Just understanding the importance of protein. And you have several podcasts that speak to that. I just had never heard that. I never heard that as being as important as it is and understanding really why the body needs it. I and trying to figure out, trying to figure out how I was going to choke down the impossible meats, you know, because oh, that wow. was what was going to be good for you. But oh, thank goodness that never tasted good to me. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness we got you away from that. I know it's so, you know, when you think about it, like eat, I think a lot of Christians also kind of shy away from meat because they think it's bad because, you know, the Garden of Eden and, and, you know, a lot of people will are led to believe that that's the original diet. So that's the diet that we should have now. But, you know, it's like to remind people we didn't stay in the garden, unfortunately, that is, mm-hmm. but we are out of the garden. And so during this time period in between, we are meant to eat meat and, and it is really important for keeping up our strength and keeping our muscles strong and, you know, eventually just really leading into long-term vitality, you know, like mm-hmm. you're talking about, like have being able to do all the things that you want to do because we just lose so much of that muscle as we age. And then it's the protein, it's the amino acids that build that back up. So 
that's a huge one. And I have converted even some vegetarians over to being meat eaters. And <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Very Good. satisfying. But I know, but it's so funny. It's like eating full fat, eating bread, eating protein. It's like <laughs> you would think you'd be packing on the pounds, but exactly. Um, exactly. In fact, no, you're just actually satisfied, right? With completely. This yeah. You don't find yourself food. craving all the bad stuff. And the, it also regards the protein, it, it, you know, there's, it's not, it's hard to like, you look and you're like grass fed organic, like not knowing what and when, and you know, you yourself and several of your guests have really, you've given great guidance on, okay, if you're on a budget, you know, here's how to prioritize your meats within, you know, making those choices from a financial standpoint that are, can still be good, healthy choices because, you know, it, you can feel guilty about not doing the right thing, but then look at the prices and say, well, I can't afford that. But just saying, okay, well, let me prioritize if I'm going to have or, or truly, you know, the best possible meat. Let me start with the chicken, you know, because they're not processing their food the same way a cow does. And so I've really appreciated that because that's helped me make some, you know, choices and being, being selective when I'm going to go buy meat and I'm going to pay more. What am I going to you know, where am I going to allocate those budget dollars, but still make good choices? And I think that that's really helpful because it's really overwhelming if you think, oh, I'm going to spend thousands of dollars just to have meat that's good for me. And maybe I couldn't afford that. So you give, exactly. continue to give great advice about that. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad. And also everybody just keep in mind that any meat's better than Cheetos. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's keep some perspective, you know, exactly that we can, you know, we can get very, again, overwhelmed by, of course, we'd all love to buy all organic and all grass fed and all that. But it's just, I mean, gosh, especially now food is just so expensive. So Mm -hmm. we just have to do the best we can. And so prior to grace and forgiveness, that's right. right. Exactly. And if you're not eating Cheetos and, you know, throwing back Cokes every day, then you're you're in step in the right direction. So absolutely. There you go. Okay. Then, so we made it through our list here. Yeah. And then just, I want to conclude that part by just really saying how much um, it's not just me, you know, like everything that I have learned, I will tell anybody that will listen. I'm constantly talking to friends. I'm talking to people at church. Um, I, you know, if I can steer my husband, of course, he listens to it every day. The minute I get off the podcast, oh my gosh, guess what I learned today? But, you know, it's really been so inspiring. And I that's why I really, why I actually was led to tell you this. I really wanted to affirm the work that you're doing because it's, it's you know, especially as a Christian, we, we hear, I've heard my whole Christian life, you know, your body is your temple. Okay, then what, right? Like I get like the Bible, I always knew and understood the Bible gave me a lot of information about how to conduct myself, how to conduct finances, how to be, you know, in your work life, how to build your relationships. And then there was always that, and your body's a temple. Now what? Right. And what I really appreciate about your podcast, and I say this information has been so valuable because you're connecting scripture and you're giving great connections. So we we all can learn where God God is giving us, you know, think about it. He gave us these beautiful bodies, these wonderful bodies it would be real ridiculous not to believe and understand he didn't also tell us how to take care of it. And I never got that. I never really understood that. I was just like, felt like I was on my own to 
to take care of it so I could be all I could be, but whatever, you know, so let me go be on this diet. Let me go follow this fad eating plan. And what I have learned from yourself and so many of your guests is that it's all right there. It's just so easy. And, you know, some of it's scientific and some of it's very technical, but I really appreciate how you break it down and you'll say, okay, think of it like this. And you'll, you use word pictures and word stories to explain something that's very scientific so that the common person who's maybe not as learned as you are in the health community, we can take what you have to say and we can apply it. And the connection to scripture is just really has really deepened my faith and given me a greater appreciation for for all of God's word. This is God speaking to us and he's using you and your podcast as a platform to show his magnificence. And I, I really appreciate it. I want to thank you personally for your commitment to that. You've shared several times that this was a call in your life. And I just, I think you, you need to know that you are such a blessing to myself and I'm sure so many other people because there's just, there's so much only good that can come from what you do. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Oh, Glenda, thank you so, so much. I, I, obviously, I just give all all glory to the Lord on that one, and it. But it is it is nice to just to hear that because, literally, I get on here and I'm talking out into space. I'm like, is anybody here listening? <laughs> I don't know. Is this helping anybody? I hope so. And so I I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you. Just you know, to tell telling me that and laying this out so beautifully. And another reason I wanted to have you on is because I felt like a, lately I have been getting into some really technical information and, you know, as I'm learning more kind of deeper, especially about the circadian biology and the different things. And this is a nice refresher of some of these just very, I don't want to say they're all very basic, but they're. They're very deep. (laughs) Yeah. And more, maybe a more embraceable, doable things that people can do. You know, I don't, sometimes I feel like I'm being, I can go off in the weeds a little bit. So I'm glad to hear you say that, you know, it, I'm presenting it in a way that's understandable. And if I'm not, then somebody please tell me, because usually what's happening is I'm trying to understand a lot of these concepts for myself, especially as I'm going on here. And I'm like, how, what is, you know, to me, it makes sense when I can explain it uh, like to a child. <laughs> you mm-hmm, just like that. Exactly. You know, like how can I explain it to myself as nutrition for dummies? <laughs> right. Like I always did very well. I do so much better with, you know, the children's Bible stories. That's what I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, you know, the way it's presented. And so I'm just always trying to figure out the best way to, to share it with people. So thank you. Thank you is what I'm getting around to. And thank you for sharing all these. These are wonderful. I'll, any of these would be wonderful to start with. And the very first one you started with, which was with the seed oils. And I've always said that and told people, if you only take one thing away from what I'm telling mm-hmm. you, please, please change that. Please throw those out of your cabinet and change that because those seed oils, you know, our cell membranes, every cell in our body has a membrane around it that is made of protein and fat. And the fat that you eat is what goes to make the fat of that cell membrane. And when we're putting these oils in there, and they stay there for you know quite some time. And so again, we are what we eat, you know, 
we, our bodies are made of the materials that we give it. And so that is such a key one. And all of these, you know, the water, all of them, such, such good information to reinforce for people to hear. And so I'm so grateful for all of these points you made. I wanted to, if you don't mind sharing, kind of going into when you reached out this summer, you didn't initially reach out to me because you were having a health issue. You were really just actually being proactive, but then it kind of took a took a turn. You got a little curveball. So do you mind sharing with us? Yeah. So I I had joined the Christian Health Club in the spring and I, you know, followed a couple of the different uh, programs that were on it. I was getting so excited about CellCore. I was going to start CellCore September 1st. And I, my physical was coming up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, Chelsea talks about all these different blood tests. You do, you know, you give a lot of numbers and I was like, I, I need to go, I need to know what to ask my doctor about when I go for my physical. So I started trying to do the research. Like, okay, how do I connect? How do I schedule appointment? You know, in the midst of all that, what happened before you and I even had a chance to connect, I was, I kind of retired suddenly. Like I was going to retire later in the year, had an opportunity to retire quickly and it was such a blessing, but it was really kind of stressful. And in the midst of that, I i don't know. I didn't know what was happening. I just got this horrific, I know it's okay. You've, you've prepared your listeners because Chelsea likes talking about poop, but I just had diarrhea constantly. I mean, we're talking 13 to 15 times a day and it was sudden and did not stop and did not let up. And so I ended up now, go, you know, going to the doctor, getting just tons of tests. I was prescribed multiple prescriptions, ended up getting referred to a specialist. I'm getting sicker and sicker. I lost just over 25 pounds at one point. I mean, I was so sick. They actually had sent me for in, uh, infusions because I was so dehydrated and it was really scary. Like I had no idea what's going on. I finally saw specialists. You know, then they start talking about, well, we've got to do, you know, more tests. We got to make sure you don't have cancer. So now I'm really freaked out. And all this right before I was going to start CellCorp on September 1st. And as it worked out, I didn't, I'm waiting to have more tests done. And I didn't want to, I thought, okay, well, I can't start CellCorp because all this is going on. And so I didn't start on September 1st like I had planned, I had everything, but I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't. I'm on all these prescriptions. I'm going to lose it anyway. I'm not feeling good. So I finally was able to get in to see you and tell, you know, it changed from, Hey, I'm so excited. Life is good. I'm going to do this protocol too. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And you had asked me like, well, did you start CellCore? And I said, no. And you said, wow. I remember, I remember you said, I wish we could have talked sooner. I would have had you start sooner. And you said, I, you recommend it that I actually go ahead and start. And I was like, well, okay, you know, I'm going to, I, I know I had provided you all the medical stuff too, but so I started and with less than 24 hours, I started to have relief. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what in the world? I, they have tried so many prescriptions. I didn't even have a diagnosis at that point, but just to start to have some kind of relief. And, and to start to, you know, just minimize, I immediately dropped from this 15 times a day to like only five or six times a day and had continued and continue has continued to improve from there, which has been amazing. Ultimately ended up getting the diagnosis of collagenous colitis, which the doctor says, you know, that's all from 
you know, it's typically pharmaceutically driven. We, it's typical for women your age, you know, it's, or typically women your age. And we don't really know what causes it, but here's what we think causes it. And we don't really know what to do about it. But, you know, what, how we typically treat it is with about a two-month protocol of steroids, you know, these heavy dose of steroids. And I kind of <laughs> I looked at the doctor and I was like, okay, well, let me tell you what I've been doing. You know, one, I've not been taking, I've stopped taking all the prescriptions that you gave me before, and I'm not going to take this new prescription. I started Cellcor, and she's like, what's that? I had to explain to her what it was. And I said, I'm actually already having relief. I mean, I feel better. I actually feel like I'm each week and through each step, I'm in step three now, that it's ending. Like, it, I feel like this is going away and I feel good. And so, of course, you know, typical medical community, they kind of roll their eyes at you and they're like, well, you know, we just don't know enough about that. And, you know, if this fails to work for you, just, to, you know, we'll keep this prescription at the pharmacy for you. You can fill it any time. And I want to see you in three months. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, thank you. Have a good day. But I just, I just, I feel so much better. And along with that, just there's other great results that I've, I have some orthopedic things that I've always kind of had uh, some injuries that I've suffered a lot of inflammation, sometimes uh, some joint pain. And I've just, there's a couple of things that have just completely disappeared. And I, I, there's no other reason for it except for whatever's going on internally in my body and what's, what I'm, the results I'm experiencing from this detox, if I'm doing the foundational protocol, is eliminating some of the inflammation. And my husband, I made him do it too. He's like, what am I doing? Why are we, let's just take it, honey. And he even said like his hands have stopped swelling up. His knees don't hurt as much. It's like, it's been, it's been good. We're in it together. Don't know where we'll end up in the four months, but I'm partway through step three. And thank you. I just, again, I can't even tell you can't always rely on medical science. And thank goodness, like they always scare you with cancer. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die of cancer. But it's just something they, they call it IBS is another name. It's this form of IBS, I guess. And I just can't thank you enough how much better I feel as a result of it. Oh, I'm, I'm so grateful. I remember before you got that, the official diagnosis, I remember being on one of my walks one day and, and I don't even know, oh, well, I can't remember how it came together, but the collagenous colitis, like it just kind of, it came into my, I don't know, my feet or something really randomly, but not randomly, you know, how that is, is like, Holy spirit. I was like, that's it. I just, I knew I'm like, that's what, that's what she has. And so yeah. I think I messaged you. I'm like, I think you have collagenous colitis and, mm-hmm. and that's what it ended up being. But that was such a, like a Holy spirit moment. And I'm always have all of my clients on my brain whenever I'm, you know, and any, I'm always looking and just kind of being open to like, God, like what, what do we need to do here? I'm so happy that it's been, it's been so helpful for you. And, and yes, you know, not to say that sometimes we don't need some of these prescriptions, but that's a lot of time the go-to and, you know, and like we said, we were talking about how, you know, they were saying how, well, prescriptions are what often lead to this diagnosis. This wasn't, that wasn't the case for you because you're not on any other prescriptions or anything like that. But it's like, what, you're just going to give me more prescriptions to take care of this thing that's often caused by prescriptions? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It, especially when they say, well, let's try this. 
well, let's try this. You know, several hundred dollars later, I've got a cabinet full of things we tried that didn't work. <laughs> you know, mm. it's like, great, thanks. Mm-hmm. How I I want to make note that while you've been on the Silkcore protocol, you've been traveling a lot because I always get this question, you know, being a four-month protocol, I tell people, listen, it is never going to be the perfect time because, Mm -mm. you know, like I'm going to, people ask, I'm going to go on a trip. Can I still do it? Or I got to do this. Can I still do it? Like, listen, there's never going to be a a perfect time. So just, you were just telling me like you were at like Disney World. (laughs) Yeah, we were Disney World for a week. We've been on two cruises since this, like a seven and an eight day. And so it's so funny. That's so cute. So we take the card. I line up the little, the pills, the little capsules, capsules is what they are on the, the, so I know what they look like, right? Because I can't take five, six bottles with me. So I count out all of my capsules and just dump them in a bowl. And then I took a picture on the little card, like you do this in the morning, you do this midday, you do this at bedtime. So that I'm like, okay, two of these, one of these, one of these. And so we carry around these little, little tiny little plastic jars. If we're going to, we were out at Disney World, we're like, okay, we need to do this by lunch. Okay, we do this after lunch. And we do it together. So we, there's that accountability. So we remind each other to take them because some with food and, you know, you know, if he's on blood pressure medicine, so he has to take his, you know, within a certain amount of time after he's taken his blood pressure medicine. And we just made it work. We just did it, you know, and if we were an hour, two hours later than we should have been, we did it anyway. We're like, okay, that's fine. We'll take it. We'll just, you know, bump out the other one. So it wasn't as bad as you might think it is. You just got to, you know, set, we've set alarms on our phone. Like, what is that alarm move? Oh yeah, yeah. It's midday. There's time to do this. <laughs> So it's doable. I'm so glad everybody can hear that. I mean, you have to, you have to think a a little thought into it, a little effort, Mm -hmm. but, but Mm -hmm. it is, yes, but it is completely doable. Oh, that's so great. That's such a. nothing tastes bad. I think that was the one thing. The one drops this month, they're a little, a little. The pair three. Yeah, they're kind of nasty. Yeah. I said, tastes like Listerine. It just tastes like Listerine, like the old, old brown Listerine, you know, but just take it back quick. But the capsules, there's no no real bill. They're sticky. They're a little sticky, like to swallow. You know, so I just, you got to drink a lot of water or take a, sometimes a little bite of something. But there's no bad taste. Like there's a lot of big old vitamins and things I've taken in my lifetime or prescriptions I've been asked to take that I was like choked down. These are all easy to take. You don't burp them up. There's no, there's just nothing bad about them. You know, it's not bad. It's all good. Good, good. Glad to hear you say that. That will hopefully encourage somebody that's kind of on the fence, like, I don't know if I can mm-hmm. do it, but so that's great. Awesome. This has been amazing. I, there's, I want to ask you the anchor questions and then I want to talk just a second about kind of how I feel like you were, you know, fulfilling something that God had called maybe you to do or he, using you as an angel in a way that maybe you didn't even know. But let's, let's talk about the anchor questions. So okay. what is your anchor meal? So our anchor, my, my anchor meal, and I don't think you necessarily mean that what I start the day with, right? Like, it's like just your typical, what just we kind of most- one of your favorite go-to, yeah. go-to okay. meals. Our favorite, I think our favorite or easiest go-to meal, because we were very busy. And actually it's funny too, because we travel a lot and then we get home. This will be like the first meal we want when we get home. It's kind of funny, but it is going to be grilled chicken, some fresh vegetables and saw either potato or rice. Uh, baked potato or a little bit of rice. And that, especially like if we, you know, if you're on a cruise or you're eating out at a lot of restaurants, you get the oil. Like I said, with the oils, I could say we're good 95% of the time. We don't eat out a lot. Actually, when we're at home, we rarely, we always cook our meals at home. 
But when we travel, you're at the mercy of everybody else. And we feel it. Oh my gosh, we feel it. And as soon as our vacation's over, we get home, that first meal we want to have is something that's not going to have all of that stuff. And so we will have the grilled chicken and the vegetables and some kind of a potato usually. How do you like to make your chicken? I put a little bit of some seasoning, different seasonings. I have like four or five different varieties of organic seasoning I like to put on it. And I'll base it with just a little bit of either avocado oil or olive oil and then put the seasoning and then grill it on a grill pan. Not a barbecue, but like the grill pan on my gas stove. So it has the lines on it. I like lines on my chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I want lines on my chicken. That's right. (laughs) How about your anchor verse? What is a Bible verse that is just kind of a life verse, your favorite verse, or one that's resonating with you right now? I'll share one. That's hard for me because I have so many. I'm like one of those people I highlight in my Bible constantly. But I'll share one that's really resonating with me through kind of through this health journey. It's Hebrews 12, 11, and 12. It says, no discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your tired hands and your weakened knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but healed instead. And that really just like to me resonates with my my physical journey of being disciplined to make the, the changes, right? It's just saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it one day at a time. And each, whether it's each meal or each day, I'm going to be make as thoughtful choice as I can. And that's all I can do is what's right in front of me right now. I can't change the past. I can only move forward. And each and every day, it's going to be a matter of making good choices. And, and it comes down to being disciplined and that it will yield that peaceful fruit that, that God intends for us to, for our bodies to heal. Oh, that's one of my favorite verses to in, kind of weave into some of the programs that we do. I think we use that uh-huh. one in Feast to Fast. That uh-huh. is such a good one. And another one I like to share in the club is, you know, the verse about not looking back, like Lot's wife. Remember what happened mm-hmm. to Lot's wife when she looked back at the past yeah. and all the, you know, looked back and she became frozen in that. And I think that's what a lot of us do. We look back at what we should have done and all the things that we haven't done right. And we can become frozen in that. And it distracts us from moving forward. And like you said, just putting your, you know, one step, you know, take it one step at a time, one foot in front of the other at a time. And and those little changes, they, they do, they all add up and they build on each other. And, and so, yeah, I just think that's a, that's such a great verse that the discipline is, it can be painful, but it will yield the fruit if you will Mm -hmm. stick to it. So that's so perfect. I wanted to share a little bit before we go about at the very, very end of the consultation that we had when we were, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do about your, your body was having a problem. You right before you told me this, you're like, I have all these things from the podcast. I was like, wow. And then also right before we got off, you said, I just wanted to let you know that my son attended the same school that you sent your son to. So I think a a lot of the listeners know that we, my son is attending a boarding school away Mm -hmm. from us and it's a, it's Marine military boarding school. And that was a really hard decision for us to make. It was extremely the, the hardest decision that we've ever had to make. And I believe that we had our consultation. Was it 
the end of August or beginning of September. It was right yeah, in there. Yeah, it was right after. It was like right after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we had really just taken him. It was really fresh and really raw. And for you to, we had, so then we had a nice discussion about it. And I just knew, I knew, it makes me want to cry. I knew that the Lord was, you know, using you to just call my mama heart and, you know, and just to reaffirm that, that, that we made the right decision and that mm-hmm. he was in good hands and that he's, he's okay. And that this, this was a good way forward. And so I think you, I am so grateful because, you know, I think a lot of people, I think we hear things from the Lord that, oh, maybe I should say something like that. And then we don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. It's just, there's, there can't be anything random about that. Right. Like how many people do you know? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, MMA, you know, and we had such a good experience and that's what I wanted you to know was it was so good. And it was such a, you know, we were like you, you know, people tried to actually make us feel guilty. Like, oh my gosh, you did that to your son. And it was such a great thing for him. He loved it. And he'll tell people all the time. He's like, no, I got so much out of it. And he said, I'm the person I am today because of it. And he's like, I feel so fortunate that my parents actually had the, won the foresight and were willing to make the financial sacrifice to do it. And so I just, I just wanted you to know, because it's, it, there is, I could tell you were like, there was a hard decision. And I just, I just wanted you to know we'd had, we'd had a good experience and I knew you would as well. Yeah. Well, it, it meant a lot. And, in um, we also had, so one of my husband's beef customers, he was, you know, delivering to them one day, they live in Austin and their son had also attended the school. And so, mm-hmm. and he, and they had mentioned something about it and it was, it was kind of a random to him. I'm not sure if she listens to this podcast or not, but, or how she came upon knowing that, but she told him that, and it was about the same time too. And so we just, wow. we, I know, right. I mean, amazing. when God just wants to blow your socks off, he just really blows them off. I just was like, Oh, God, you're so good. You're so, so good. And so I think our meeting was so fortuitous in so many ways. I'm just, you know, it it's hopefully producing fruit for people that are hearing it today. And so I'm incredibly grateful to you for being so willing to share all of these wonderful details. I know it will help somebody. And also just the ripple effect that you're having by how you're sharing in your family and in your church community and your friends and, and giving bread and, um, and making cookies and, and giving that away and just, you know, giving insight into that, that is the ripple effect that, um, you know, is so on my heart here. It's just, you know, if, if when one person does one thing and then the next, they tell the next person, and then that is how we, that is how we all get healthier. You know, that is Mm -hmm. how this good, this good news of, of God, our good creator and the creator of all things good for our body. That's how this good news spread. And so I am so thankful for you being here today, Glenda. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. 
Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.